This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. It's 7.30 on a Friday morning. We're heading south to Dr. Peter Hammond. He's the founder of Frontline Fellowship, the Reformation Society, Africa Christian Action, and the William Carey Bible Institute. Good morning to you, Dr. Hammond. Good morning, Brad. You know, with all the different news that comes at us on a regular basis, it's so important that we evaluate things in the light of the Word of God. Uh, There's so much in the Bible that warns us to be cautious, not to be deceived, Mm. uh, that days are evil, we need to redeem the time, we need to understand the times, we need to rightly divide the Word of Truth. And it's extraordinary that we still have irresponsible reports in the media, uh, such as what I just read yesterday, saying that... Buses were uh, burned and vehicles were stoned in protests on mm. the N1. I'm thinking, how on earth can that be a protest? A protest is peaceful. How is it that violence and callous destruction of property uh, can be called a protest? Protests mm. are, by definition, peaceful. When something transgresses the law, violates other people's rights, damages lives and property, it's no longer a protest, it's a crime, it's riots, it's violence, it's vandalism, it's looting, let's call it what it is. Isaiah 61 verse 8 says, For I, the Lord, love justice, I hate robbery and iniquity. Mm. And throughout the scriptures we see such condemnations of theft and violence. In fact, our Lord summed up the law to be to love your neighbor as yourself, to do to others as you'd want to be done unto. And therefore, obviously, if you want to fulfill God's law, Jesus says, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments. You don't steal another man's life. You don't steal another man's wife. You don't steal his property. You don't steal his good name by lying, slandering, gossiping. And we should not be jealous, envious, and covetous of our neighbors. So it's quite clear to me that much of what goes by the title of protest is no protest at all. It's violence, it's greed, it's malice, it's destruction. We had just in one year, last year, 1,400 pentecnicans, that's 18-wheeler delivery trucks, Mm. looted and burned. Uh, And that gets paid for by all of us. Uh, It gets added to the price tag of everything we buy. The cost of these vehicles, the cost of the contents, the cost of the insurance, All of these things, not to mention in many cases the truckers themselves who were in some cases murdered, lives infringed on. Uh, You had the terrible case uh, where uh, they were literally throwing rocks down from bridges onto the road and right through the front windscreen of this one particular driver that I know who is a Christian and they killed him. In fact, he is still alive and the looters were clambering all over him and it's all captured on the video cam of the vehicle showing how uh, people were looting this uh, man's vehicle, stepping all over him, and, and he died of it at the end. And this is called a protest. No, it's not a protest, and we should stop lying to ourselves and tolerating lying in the media uh, by people who shouldn't be prostitutes. They should tell the truth. Mm. And God loves the truth, and you shall know the truth, and truth shall set you free. And it's not acceptable that we... Uh, lie or that we accept lies or that we use words. Just like, for example, people saying, oh, all these businesses that have been uh, damaged and uh, people made un- unemployed, 
uh, because of COVID-19. It's not COVID-19. No virus can do that. It's because of government lockdown regulations. It's the lockdown that's destroyed people's lives and businesses. And the fact that there are countries where they did not have a lockdown, such as South Korea or Japan or Sweden, and yet they didn't have any worse disease. In fact, in cases like Taiwan, they had the lowest infection rates in the world, and they were the closest to China where it came from, mm. because of uh, wise ways of, of hygiene and social distancing without locking down businesses and putting people out of work. So, again, I'm sure the politicians would prefer us to blame a virus for their policies, but the fact is it's more accurate to say the lockdown caused this and that, and the mm. damaged our economy. So it's important that you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall know the truth. The truth shall set you free. It's so important that we know the truth and that we speak the truth and that we only accept the truth, which means we should evaluate everything very carefully. And it's also wise for us to remember the fact that throughout the Bible, commandments and warnings against idolatry are the most repeated of all. There are more denunciations of idolatry than any other sin in the Bible. You shall not make for yourselves a carved image. You shall not bow down to them, nor shall you serve them. Uh, this is the law of God. Do mm. not turn to idols. Do not make for yourselves molded gods. I am the Lord your God. Thus says the Lord, repent and turn away from your idols and turn your faces away from all these abominations. For anyone who sets up his idols in his heart, I, the Lord, will answer him by myself. And in Galatians 5, there's a list of the works of the flesh. And idolatry is in the middle of them. Adultery, fornication, mm. wickedness, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbirths of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. Those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So the word of God is very clear, and we're told to keep ourselves from idols and from idolatry. And in fact, the highest command, the most mm. important command, our Lord said, is to love God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our mind. How can we love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength? Well, the first tablet of the Lord tells us. We're to worship God alone. Yeah. We're to never bow before an idol. We're to never misuse God's name, never take his name in vain. Mm. And we're to honor the Sabbath day. We're to honor everything to do with God, especially his worship. And how do we love our neighbor? Well, by not stealing a neighbor's life, by not stealing a neighbor's wife, by not stealing a neighbor's property, by not stealing his good name, and by not being jealous and envious of our neighbor. Do to others as you want to be done unto yourself. And so the law of God is the essential foundation for society. We cannot function as a community, as a society, without obeying the law of God. The law of God is the rock-solid foundation for everything, for business, for commerce, for society operating in an efficient way, unless we respect lives and property, unless we respect God's law, which is the foundation of all legitimate law. And any law not based on God's law is no law at all, and it's not a legitimate law. And this has been seen right from the earliest days of, of law, from the dooms of King Alfred, uh, the laws of Knut, Magna Carta, all the way through as William Blackstone uh, in his uh, works on the common law of England said, any law not founded on God's law is no law at all, and it's invalid. And we see this also in the New Testament, where 
it was made clear by our Lord in front of Pontius Pilate, you would have no authority of me unless it had been given to you from above. So all authority is limited authority. All authority is delegated authority. All authority derives its authority from God himself, who is the truth, who is the creator, who is the eternal judge. He is the defining element. He is the gold stand for what is right and what is wrong. When the apostles were confronted by the Sanhedrin, who commanded them not to preach in the name of the Lord, they said, is it better to obey you rather than God? We must obey God rather than man. And so right there in Acts chapter 5, we see that is the standard, that when man's law and God's law are in conflict, we obey God's law, of course, because God is the highest authority. He is the supreme, above all supreme court justices. He is above every other authority. And the day will come when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And so uh, make no mistake, everyone will bow to Christ. The question is, will we bow to Christ today, in a day of grace, when forgiveness is freely offered, when the way to heaven is wide open through the cross, through the blood of Christ, through God's own Son's sacrifice in our place? Or will we bow to Christ on the day of judgment? Not that that would get one saved at that stage. That will be too late for salvation, but every knee will bow. We either bow to Christ today, in the day of grace, as our Lord and Savior, or we will bow to him as our judge on the day of judgment. And so make no mistake, those who fight God will lose. And the question is not, is God on our side? (laughs) No. Christians, are we on his side? And so let's, in our daily reading and viewing and evaluating of things, let us evaluate everything in the light of the law of God and in the light of eternity and the fact that we know that one day we and everyone else will have to bow before God and give an account of our lives and every idle word we've ever spoken. A reminder on this Friday morning to look beyond ourselves to the guidance of the word and the needs of others to be the kind of people that God's expecting us to be. Thanks for your guidance, your input, and your preparations. Dr. Peter Hammond, the founder of Frontline Fellowship, the Reformation Society, Africa Christian Action, and the William Carey Bible Institute. Here's to a great weekend. Many blessings to you, and thanks, Dr. Peter Hammond. Thank you so much, Brad. God bless. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m., Visit us on www.carepulpit.co.za